it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not cutting back on his driving to save money on gas. No, I'm heading up to Vermont tonight to see our listeners on WVMT. But check it out. Several police departments around the country announcing that soaring gas prices are forcing them to cut back on patrol. This could be a problem. Oh, my goodness gracious. This comes as Joe Biden is trying to blame oil companies for a crisis he started. That's just how white folks will do you. Buckle up, kids. It's going to be a wild ride. We're doing some January 6th hearings with the great Molly Hemingway. And uh, we are going to have to play in this hour a couple of clips from The View. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Listen, I'm as hurt as you are, but we're going to get through it as a team. 888-788-9910. It is an audio safe space for cool people. I say it every day at the top of the show. Everyone listening can sing along. We could have a sing-along to this part. Just the boys, just the girls, just the theys, just the thems, just the non-binary cisgender. (laughs) The point is, be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a... That is all. I was on America's Newsroom this morning with the great Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino. If you missed it, it is available on the Fox Across America Facebook page. If you don't go there and interact with that page, come on, you got to be a part of the community. Let's go. Jump in. Uh, Be a friend of the movement. Uh, But if you missed it, yes, you can watch the clip there. Uh, Something I did not yet get to post there, but I will announce right here and now, is uh, prior to heading up to WVMT this evening for our big meet and greet at the Spanked Puppy in Colchester, uh, I will be appearing on uh, a small-time show called Tucker Carlson Tonight. Uh, I'm trying to get this guy's career on the map. You know, he seems to be pretty talented. And, you know, maybe if he can just get the bounce from the midday radio host that nobody's heard of, uh, things will finally take off for him. But, no, I will be on uh, with Tucker later. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. No, no, no. I'm talking back to drops now. I've ha- I am not dumb. You want to know who's dumb? Okay, and I do mean this. Joe Biden is a weapons-grade idiot. Tell him like it is. Okay, so the president writes this open letter to oil companies yesterday, yelling and screaming at them. Oh, you know, this isn't right. You got to boost production of the American people. You're greedy. You're profits. Yo, the oil companies did not declare war on the oil companies. Joe Biden did. Correct the mundo. Okay, this was the hallmark of his campaign. Okay, I'm de- no, we're going to end the subsidies for drilling, no more fossil fuels, no more natural gas. Not under my watch, we won't. Okay, so he writes this letter trying to scapegoat them for the rising gas prices. But this really is, it's like OJ blaming Nicole's family for the Bronco chase. How dare you make me have to go down the 405 claiming I'm not a murderer. I mean, Joe Biden did it. Of course, in the, you know, 
modern day, uh, the Bronco chase really wouldn't be that long. They'd be, you know, Bronco would be out of gas. <laughs> like, uh, they wouldn't make it back to Rockingham. It'd just be the juice would go on a dead run on the 405, somewhere around Sunset Boulevard. It'd be interesting. Uh, but the point is, uh, the cops famously caught O.J., the cops may not be catching many people in your area anytime soon. This is insanity. Okay, what we're about to discuss at the top of the hour. Okay, an Ohio sheriff, a, a police chief anyway, uh, echoing the words of other chiefs that have spoken out in the last 48 hours about the fact that they are reducing police patrol because the gas has gotten that expensive. What the hell is the world coming to? Really think about that. You call up 911. Yeah, oh, get mugged. Yeah, sorry, man. It's five fifteen a gallon. Do you know any judo? <laughs> how's your How's your foot speed, sir? I mean, that. Think about this. This is insane, and it's this is not the choosing of the cops, but the cops have budgets. Some of these budgets were actually cut because in the summer of 2020, a lot of prominent Democrats said we needed to defund the police. Yes, I support the defund movement because this is about the the. Um investment in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Defund the police. No, no, we'll cut the budgets. I'm telling you, the cops are bad. Never mind, the whole thing was a lie. Okay, they declared war on the police and said, ah, we can't have cops out there patrolling because people aren't safe. Folks, nobody, nobody, nobody that is wound up on the wrong end of one of these controversial police deaths did so without resisting arrest. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Okay, for all the yelling and screaming about racist cops, the cops are not driving around indiscriminately killing people, first and foremost. The cops are driving around risking their lives to keep us safe in a society that's showing less and less consideration for the people doing the hardest job there is to do, which is police work. Okay, we had cops killed out in Los Angeles last night by a guy who should be dying in prison, should be well on his way to dying in prison, but got the the most lenient sentence allowable by law after committing a prior violent crime, this jackass is out on the street and kills two cops. Do you understand what's going on in our society is perversely disgusting? Okay, but the Democrats still to this day will tell you the cops are racist, but you know what they won't show you? Any stats, any proof that supports that claim. Put up or shut up. But we're not going to get into a defund debate right now. We all know we need the cops. If you're listening to the show, you are a common sense person. You are part of the solution. You might not be a Republican. I don't care. You're not my enemy. This is the thing everyone does wrong in talk radio. Yeah, we all play for the same team. We all live in America. That's the thing everybody's forgetting. It's like, I'm a Democrat. Screw the Republicans. Oh, really? We live together. (laughs) As they go, you go. As you go, I go. I don't want the Democratic Party to suck. But right now, the Democratic Party sucks. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. And it would help us so much. If it became a party of ideas instead of a party of projection. Oh, it's Putin's price hike. I'm telling you, Ukraine. But didn't the prices go up for 14 straight months before Putin invaded Ukraine? The number you have reached is not in service. They don't want to have an honest conversation. But here's an honest conversation. Here's the chief, Mark Ross. He's out in Ohio, home Jenny's family. These are good people. Bill Hemmer's from Ohio. Some of the best people you'll ever meet are from Ohio. 
okay? And then there's the family I married into. But stick with me. Here's Chief Mark Ross explaining that financially they're in a position where they've got to make dire choices. It's clip four. Economically, uh, we're getting strapped here. And people are paying more on groceries, paying more on their traveling to and from work. And when you go to them and asking for more money uh, off their property taxes, uh, they're going to turn it down. It's just they're going to have to look what what's uh, important to them. I understand security is important for the people, but they're also looking at their budgets and, and how it's straining them. That can't be good. Okay, so we're talking about, yeah, security is important, but the budgets... People don't necessarily want to pay higher taxes in some of these villages we work in. Okay, we don't necessarily want to be paying more for police protection, but police protection is something that comes with a cost, and that cost is becoming harder and harder to manage. Now, Martha McCallum, who is as classy of a woman as there is anywhere in America, I think the only demerit on her resume is the fact that she has me on her show once in a while and that she comes on this show. But if you get past that, I think she's held in the highest regard of anyone in America. Okay, she was talking to Brian Deese at the White House and just couldn't get a straight answer out of him. Okay, couldn't get a straight answer out of him on how we're going to get inflation down, how we're going to get costs under control. And why can't she get a straight answer out of him? Okay, because the truth is the answer he has is a terrible one. Bingo. So he doesn't want to give it. Here it is, clip five. So when you look at your charts and you look at the plan that you have, which you have just laid out for us, when do you expect to see inflation at 2%? Will it take three months? Will it take a year? Will it take two years? What are your projections telling you? Yeah, what I would say is we're focused on the policies that will actually accelerate that process. And we know there's a lot of global uncertainty out there. We know that the price of oil and the price of gas at the pump are being affected by Putin's brutal war uh, in Ukraine. But what we also know is if we take the kinds of steps that we're talking about, we will get to that process quickly, more quickly. We will what move is prices quickly? Down. Can you define quickly? We'll move prices down more quickly. Any, give me just a ballpark. Like, you know, we're looking at a six-month uh, situation with the kind of numbers we're in right now, or we're looking at two years, as Larry Kudlow just said, that he estimates? Look, I, there's, there's a lot of people who are out there who are in the predicting business. We are in the building business. We are in the business of trying to put policies in place that will actually accelerate that outcome. That's exactly what we have done and what we can now do. And signing bills like the bill the president will sign tomorrow into law will do exactly that. You gotta do better than that. So she asked him for an answer. When is inflation going to come down? Did he give her a prediction on when inflation is going to come down? The answer would be no. It's politics 101. You answer the question you prefer to answer, not the question they asked you, the question you prefer to answer. Giving you a little inside baseball. Next time you see me on TV, um, from time to time, if you're watching me and like I tell a joke, sometimes the joke is not a direct response to the question I was asked because I might have something funny I think adds to the conversation, so I'll pivot. A good example the other night on Gutfeld, Dana had asked me about the New York Times and Bill Maher calling them out for not condemning the attack on Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. But instead of answering the question first, I told a joke about Merrick Garland. I answered the question I wanted to answer. Now, that's me trying to entertain people on a late-night talk show host. This is an economic advisor to the president of the United States, and the guy doesn't have an answer to the most pressing issue in society right now, which is the fact that people can't afford anything. Okay, the reason they can't afford anything 
is because of fuel. Fuel starts it. Yes, inflation took off because of the reckless print and spend economics, modern monetary theory. What they engage in in this White House is nothing short of criminal when it comes to the dereliction of duty to the well-being of the American people. No, no, we'll just spend some more money. It'll be great. Don't worry about it. We're going to spend our way out of debt. We're, I'm serious. We're going we're gonna to drink our way sober. Don't worry. It's going to work out. Just trust me on this one. Yo, it's not going to work out. Okay, but fuel is driving so much of the additional cost that you pay because if it costs the manufacturer more money to ship it, it's going to cost you more money to buy it. Okay, knowing fuel to be the thing that's exacerbating this the most, Peter Ducey asked a question we've all been uh, – and started a discussion that we've all been having on this show that you've been hearing everywhere in this country – is America is sitting on a 200-year supply of oil. Okay, we burn it cleaner than anybody else in the world. We're facing a drastic shortage of oil here. Why not just drill for the oil here? I think he's got a point. It's a damn good point because, number one, it'll make things cheaper instantaneously. It gets more supply to the market. Number two, if you really care about the pollution, the climate change, I don't care. I don't buy into it because I don't see any of their actions supporting what they're asking of you and me. But that's fine. It's another story for another time. Okay, if you're really concerned about pollution, understand we burn it cleaner, which means you're going to help the environment more by burning oil here, by producing the oil here, than you are by getting it from a country that makes it filthier and then requires additional fuel to get it to the United States of America. So Ducey asked John Kirby yesterday, why not just produce it in the United States? You know, everyone is screaming at the television set saying, you know, produce it. It's like when you're watching Wheel of Fortune and you've solved the puzzle, but the contestant hasn't figured it out. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're like, take me out to the ball game. All you're missing is the M. It's take me out. Just say it. Solve the puzzle. And you're watching Kirby yesterday give you all these reasons why we're going to Saudi Arabia. We're on the phone with Venezuela. And Ducey just asks him to solve the puzzle. Hey, can we drill here? Listen to this non-answer, clip six. How is it you guys have determined that it's in the U.S. national security interest to ask Saudi Arabia to drill more oil uh, instead of just letting oil companies drill more here in the U.S.? Well, I think you know, uh, Peter, there's uh, some 9,000 unused drilling permits here in the United States uh, as well. Um, look, um, the, uh, the oil production issue is a global issue, uh, and OPEC plus three has already increased preset increases by more than 50 percent just for <clears throat> July and, uh, and August, uh, and we're grateful to Saudi Arabia's leadership on that. Oh, Saudi Arabia's leadership, you know, because they're just the gold standard when they're not chopping up journalists and stoning women for reading. I mean, the good news is if you're a woman in Saudi Arabia, you can't drive, which is probably to your benefit with these gas prices. Well, I filled up Sunday morning with no way to pay for gas that didn't hurt. And I skipped another breakfast because it cost a hundred bucks to get to work. When I started up my pickup, off I go to spend an extra day at work. Biden's caused inflation everywhere, and things get more expensive every day. On a Sunday morning side job. I'm wishing, oh, that I was home 
working on a Sunday to pay for gas so I can roam. And it's so expensive driving, but we all need to get around. So I'm working on a Sunday till the gas price starts coming down. Jimmy Fela. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Molly Hemingway is coming up on the show today. We're excited about that. She really classes up the program. Plus, you'll hear from Erin Perini, who's, of course, a member of the Trump administration. She's going to take us inside 2024 analysis, which is heating up right now because they really don't have a standard bearer. Forget the Republican Party, the Democratic Party. Okay, people think Biden sucks, and they think everybody he surrounded himself with is an idiot. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. But right now we're talking about another person who seems to be lacking in the smarts department. I wish her no ill will, uh, but Corrine Jean-Pierre says nothing to do with her race or her gender, although she was a White House uh, diversity hire. It was trumpeted. It's the first lesbian woman of color to be the press secretary. Listen, I'm all for breaking barriers. I'm all for inclusion. But uh, you shouldn't be a first if you're not qualified. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've never had a former New York City cab driver be president of the United States. That doesn't mean you should make me president, okay? It doesn't. I'd have, I'm sure I'd have a great time. It'd be, it'd be like the best three weeks ever for this country. But that fourth week when I had to make real decisions might be a problem. But Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked yesterday about the situation in Saudi Arabia and how a family is, you know, Lost a journal, you know, lost uh, Jamal Khashoggi, lost a journalist. He died. He was tortured. And basically she said, yeah, you know, we know that's terrible. The White House knows what they're going through. It's just a horrible thing to deal with. Yo, that's not an answer. Uh, Get her out. Get her out of here. I'm going to play you her answer in the next break. It's not an answer. It's what we keep getting on inflation. What are we going to do about inflation? Inflation's bad. When do you think people can afford gas? Yeah, it's hard walking. Uh, no, we, people actually want a solution to the problem. We don't want a, an echo. We want an actual solution. And we can't get one right now because the White House is run by a bunch of idiots. I agree with that. It's America's life coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fact. Over 2 million people a year have their brains ruined by watching The View. Girl, please stop talking right now. Fact. Watching The View can make your entire home dumber, angrier, and gassier. Do not share a bathroom. Fact. 
None of these loudmouths actually know the facts. I'm hoping Dr. Jill becomes a Surgeon General. Joe Biden's wife, because yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. Friends, don't let friends watch The View. This message paid for by People Against Bad TV. If you or anyone you know watches The View, please seek medical help immediately. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and we're going to have a quick conversation about The View. The View is awful. Oh, it's a mess, but this is what's going on in Democratic circles right now. And we're going to discuss this with Molly Hemingway in a little while. She's coming by. Uh, the January 6th hearings have moved on to day three today. Uh, we will update them as news warrants. Uh, we are told by the committee the focus of today's hearings is the pressure that was put on Mike Pence by Donald Trump not to certify the electoral vote count in certain states. Now, this is the focus. This is heavy. This is treasonous. How dare you not certify the electoral vote count in certain states? What kind of an animal would ever do such a thing? Oh, I don't know. The Democrats who challenged the electoral vote count in 2016? Oh, wow. Or, oh, I don't know. The Democrats who challenged the certification in 2004? It very much reads like an exercise in projection. Like, of course, the Democrats spent three years telling you that the 2016 election was stolen. You know, Mueller, stolen. The thing was taken from you. They flat out said it was stolen. This isn't me being some Fox News right wing guy. I just want an honest conversation. I don't care who you vote for. But the Democrats flat out said it was stolen. As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. You suck, you jackass. They carried on forever. The Mueller probe, understand, the Mueller probe only became a thing because the Democrats who had lost the election started the Trump-Russia narrative as a rebuttal to the Hillary Clinton email scandal. They wanted a counter to that scandal. They bought and paid for opposition research designed to say Trump was communicating with this alpha bank in Russia. And it looks like they're helping him steal the election. And they ran with that. And they continued to run with it. OK, even after the Mueller probe came and went. And did we find any collusion, any links whatsoever between Trump and Mueller? None. But they still ran with it. You know when they stopped running with it? When they decided they wanted to get mad at Trump for saying 2020 was stolen. Trump turned around and said 2020 was stolen. They were like, oh, how dare you? What kind of a lunatic? And the media did that every day. They're crushing our democracy, said the people who spent three years telling you the walls were closing in on Trump. The media is a bunch of losers. Okay, they spent three years. It's stolen. He stole 2016. Russia He's going to take a perp walk out of the Oval Office. His kids are going to testify. Oh, it's bad. Will he pa- pardon Barron? Will he pardon the family dog? Oh, he doesn't have a dog? All right, rewrite that one. Will he pardon Melania? It's bad. I'm telling you, they're all going to jail. They did that for three years. So I don't like Trump saying the election was stolen without proof that it was stolen. But there was legitimate chicanery in the 2020 election because we upended our entire voting process and allowed everybody to do things by mail. The vast majority of the ballots cast were by mail, which was unprecedented, which was something the Democrats and the New York Times were against as recently as 2012, saying it was right with fraud, you can't do this. But when they thought it would help them juice turnout, they worked around state legislatures and changed the rules. So when you ask me if I think the election was stolen, I actually don't think it was stolen because I think they changed the rules on the front end to allow them to legally cheat 
Stolen implies that on the night of the election or the night after, they moved stuff around. I don't actually buy the 2,000 mules narrative. I'm not telling you you're not welcome to call in and talk to me about it. You can try to educate me on it if you think I need it. But the point is, I think it was a front-end move. That being said, people stormed the Capitol because they didn't trust the integrity of the election. Trump told them it was stolen, just like the Democrats said the previous one was stolen. We have an election integrity issue. But the Democrats are using January 6th to actually stifle any discussion of election integrity under the grounds that, well, discussing it could lead to violence. We can't have a probe. I'm telling you, it's it's bad. That's why Trump deserves to be in jail. So over on The View, they're in a real tough spot. They're in the same spot the Democrats are in. They told us that this committee, it was formed and it was going to prove that Trump coordinated the attacks on the Capitol. That Republicans were involved. Some of them gave tours, which was clearly just showing people around the Capitol. They're literally posting pictures of people's children holding shopping bags. Here he is the night before the attack. This kid's taking a picture in the rotunda. This is clearly an insurrection. They offered uh, or guaranteed, just like the Mueller probe, a lot more proof, a lot more substance than they had. Okay, that's the predicament they're in with January 6th. When you hear today that we're discussing the pressure on Mike Pence, the pressure on Mike Pence has nothing to do with Trump coordinating an attack. It has nothing to do with Republicans coordinating an attack on the Capitol. They're just trying to relitigate January 6th for the hundredth time, hoping it'll get enough people mad at Republicans that maybe they'll vote Democrat. Maybe they'll overlook a 40-year high in inflation, unaffordable gas. Maybe they'll overlook a 32% spike in the murder rate. Maybe they'll overlook the fact that they can't feed their babies if we yell white supremacy loud enough. Not even close! Not going to happen. So they're in a bad spot. And The View is in a bad spot because they did the same thing. You understand the problem in our country right now is everybody just wants to win today. They, nobody's playing the long game. Nobody cares about the long-term ramifications of anything like this. Ah, say he's Russian. Say Russia controls the government. Who cares? As long as we get ratings today. As long as we get ratings tomorrow, you know, when the probe comes and goes and, and we all find out what we knew we were going to find out, which is there was no Russian involvement. We'll just say Trump killed the probe. Didn't let it happen legitimately. We'll blame Bill Barr. Don't worry. Just win ratings. Let's go. Woo. And that's where they are now with January 6th. They're getting to that point. It's day three of the trial. If they had proof that Donald Trump coordinated an attack, forget them showing it to you in the trial by now. They would have leaked it a year ago. He knows what he's talking about. If they had proof. They would have showed it to you. So now that the ratings have died and nobody cares about this hearing, you're starting to get the bigger promises. Here's Sonny Hostin on The View predicting a criminal referral for Donald Trump. Hey, viewers, don't turn off this trial yet. I know it's been one dud after another, but I'm telling you, he's going to go to jail by the end of this. You stay tuned. Here it is. Clip one. I really think that people are paying attention to the hearings. We know yes. that 20 million people watched Plus. the hearing mm-hmm. on Thursday. We know uh, that uh, 10 million people, at least, uh, all the numbers aren't in, watched the next set of hearings, yeah. right? And there are more hearings to come. I think there are going to be criminal referrals. I think there will be a criminal referral for the uh, former twice-impeached disgraced president. I'm surrounded by idiots. You know, it's funny if you hear the number. First of all, 20 people watched the first one. It was in prime time. That 20 million is spread out amongst every media platform on the planet, which means everybody had a really small audience. 
But what did she tell you? 20 pe- million people watched the first one. 10 million people watched the second one. You know what that means? That means the audience fell off by half. No, I'm telling you, people are paying attention. 20 million watched the first one. 10 million watched the second one. By this rate, 5 million will watch the third one if they're lucky. People don't care. They know what happened on January 6th. Everybody condemned January 6th at the same time, including all the conservatives. There was nobody on this show or any media platform that was like, yeah, this is cool. We didn't do that. Okay, in the summer of 2020, the Democrats told you the George Floyd riots were fine. You remember Chris Cuomo? Show me in the Constitution where it says a protest has to be peaceful. Oh, I don't know. That's the actual First Amendment. You have the right to peaceful assembly. Uh, But they ran with it anyway because they are so married and wed to this type of politics where you're just the other side's bad, they're evil, we got to get them, let's just beat them today at all costs. You see how she threw in that dig? There'll be a criminal referral for the former twice impeached, disgraced president. What do both of his impeachments have in common? Neither of them should have happened. Trump got impeached for looking into Ukraine, a place where we now know the Bidens were peddling influence. We know so much about it that Hunter Biden's former business partner came forward to say Biden was getting a 10 percent cut. Are you the big man, Joe? Okay, the Hunter Biden laptop story that we were forbidden from sharing in the run up to the election. Okay, that swung the election. You want to talk about election interference? Okay, when you read polls that tell you 15 percent of Biden voters would have changed their vote if they knew the Hunter Biden story in an election decided by 50,000 votes, you're talking about 15 million votes. It's crazy. But again, they didn't cover that because they just wanted to win the day. They just wanted to win the election. That's how we got the Russia thing. That's how we got these two impeachments. Trump was looking into the very corruption in Ukraine he was ultimately accused of being a part of. What was the second impeachment? He incited a riot. This guy's going to jail. Come on, don't bullshit me. Nobody's going to jail. Why isn't he being criminally charged with incitement all this time later? Law enforcement doesn't need a committee to tell them whether or not the press charges against somebody, whether or not to arrest somebody. Okay, if you go out in the street and shoot somebody, the cops don't say, well, let's uh, have a congressional committee about this and then we'll decide whether or not to arrest you. No, they act within their authority. I mean, if you live in New York where I live, you shoot somebody, you probably won't even go to jail. I mean, if you do, you'll get let out an hour later. But the point is, you know, blue states. Woo. But here's the thing. They're getting desperate. So you're getting bigger predictions now about what the committee's going to do. You know, like when a guy senses that a woman's walking out on him, so he starts making big prog- pro- promises. Oh, baby, we were about to go for a cruise around the world, girl. Where you going, girl? You look so f- Oh, baby, I was about to buy you them new shoes, girl. Where you going? You know, things that are never going to happen, but he's just trying to get her attention one more time. That's Sonny Hostin saying, no, no, we got this. They're in a really desperate spot on The View right now because there is a red wave coming. It's such a partisan show that lives in its own blissful ignorance that they can't even confront reality. Here's Alyssa Farah, guest hosting on The View. They're all trying to fill the Meghan McCain seat. It's basically who wants to be called a white supremacist for a year and a half before they're replaced by the next white conservative woman. That's the gig on The View. You show up with facts, they show up with emotion, and they pistol whip you with audience applause into looking like you might be the intellectually inferior to a bunch of squawking idiots. Never forget Whoopi Goldberg saying Jill Biden Jill Biden should be the Surgeon General because she's an excellent doctor when, in fact, she's not a doctor. Such an idiot. Here's the clip. Dr. Jill becomes the Surgeon General, his wife. Because <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe Biden's wife, because she, you know, she he would never do it. But she, it, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. 
She's an amazing doctor. I thought she was I a doctor like, and PhD. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't, oh, I, don't I could know. be wrong. Maybe I thought she was yeah, a I think she's, she's she's oh. a teacher, but these are some of the stupidest people you've ever met. And their comments are constantly reinforced by other stupid people. It's a bunch of gassy middle-aged women that get together and like, we know things. <laughs> Our husbands are at work right now. We got made up and came into the city. We're going to a fancy lunch after this. That entitles us to knowing things. We're really, really smart. <laughs> Here's Alyssa Farah stating the obvious, and they have a really hard time stomaching it. It's clip 27. Here's what I would warn. The red wave is coming. Republicans are going to win the midterms short of something unforeseen that I cannot predict now. Well, you don't know so that. You don't know it's, that. It, all the polling is suggesting that. It's the high gas prices, inflation, and I'm hoping... Let's wait, wait, see wait the people. Let's wait and well, see no, what and the yeah. people voted. And you, I understand what you're saying, but let's let people... Let's remind people it's up to them to make this decision, but in your... Yeah. Yes, no, okay. exactly. exactly. Okay. It's up to the voters... <laughs> they know what's coming right now. Biden projects to lose the most seats for his party in a midterm election more than anyone in history, including the all time record holder, Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. Obama lost 62 seats in his first midterms. 63. Stay corrected. Biden is on pace to lose over 90. OK, if those projections are off and he loses 80 or 75, they're going to lose control of everything imaginable. And again, the view's job is to just keep selling everybody that weapons grade level of denial of we're the right ones and we're the decent people here. That's who they are. They're selling confirmation bias to other stupid people. But if you listen from the outside, again, I don't hate liberals. They're just everything they're doing is wrong. <laughs> Everything is wrong. You can't point to liberal policy and say it's helping inflation, crime, baby formula, gas, or anything in between. Certainly not the border. Hell no. Okay, but you wouldn't know that from watching The View. What you would know is that you desperately need a drink by the time it's over. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
I tell you all the time, you can call into the show and talk to me about anything you want. Jerry's on the line in Concho, Arizona. I believe Jerry watched 2,000 Mules. Jerry, is that true? Yes, it is. Hey, hey, Jamie, my main man. Good to talk to you. You ain't kidding, man. It's an honor to have you on the line. So here's the deal. You have the floor. We have about two minutes and four seconds till our commercial break at the top of the hour. What do I need to know about 2,000 Mules? 2,000 Mules is a video that shows uh, uh, Dinesh D'Souza about uh, uh, terabytes of uh, data from uh, the uh, uh, phone companies Mm -hmm. showing that uh, 2,000 people visited hundreds of drop boxes over the course of uh, several days. There's actual video of uh, people dropping uh, dropping uh, ballots in drop boxes and dropping the ballots because they're stuffing them in too fast. And it uh, shows a video from Georgia, a video, and it shows geo-tracking, which is used by the Federal uh, Bureau of Investigation. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, the only reason it's not being uh, highly publicized is because of uh, media blocking. Uh, that's it. Listen, that's an interesting point. This, let me tell you what Bill Barr said on my show and also said to me off the air. It's just worth bringing up. Um, Bill Barr, the attorney general, said he actually believes there was fraud in this election. He just doesn't believe it's on the level that President Trump was being told or on the level that swung the election. But I, no matter what, no matter what someone's take on, on this is, I, 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 it's hard to argue we don't need a look, a full audit into this election, because if nobody trusts the outcome, how do we continue as a democracy? You know what I'm saying? Correct. We've had the losing but side you, claim fraud twice in a row. Go ahead. What you do is tell Bill Barr to watch 2,000 Mules and decide for himself. Mm-hmm. He's a public, he's a yeah. uh, political stooge, and he doesn't want to upset the cap, apple oh. cart. Well, listen, I was going to tell him he could watch it at your house, but now it doesn't sound like he's welcome, Jerry. What the hell? <laughs> Good stuff. Jerry, we'll talk soon. Uh, more of your 2,000 Mules reviews and anything else you want to get into. Molly Hemingway coming up next. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are fired up. It's a big hour of Fox Across America coming your way. Molly Hemingway, editor-in-chief at The Federalist, Fox News contributor. She is the author of Rigged, How Big Tech Conspired to Steal the Election. Pretty wild stuff. It's the specific title is How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. Let me put it in the correct terms. But Molly stops by the class of the program. You are welcome as well at 888-788-9910. The show has one rule. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. All we ask, man, just don't be a That is it. That's it. It's the only rule to the club, man. It's pretty good. As rules as clubs go, most places have like 800 rules now. You ever watched a drug commercial? There's like two seconds of how it helps and 45 of how you might die. It's so funny. But in this, no, we have just the one rule, the one disclaimer. Just don't be a It'll help the country. Here's the thing, man. We live in the greatest country the world's ever known, most tolerant and collusive society on the planet, no greater source of good in the world. But here at home, we're getting our asses handed to us. Why? Welcome to the Biden administration. Home to the new slogan, America last. It's a mess. Okay, is a clip I've been meaning to play you. Because Biden is heading off where? He's heading off to Saudi Arabia. Because he needs them to give us some oil. Hey, could you give us some oil? Never mind that we were energy independent the day I took office. 
Never mind we're sitting on a 200-year supply of oil. Could you please give us some oil? And never mind that I called you a pariah nation and said we shouldn't deal with you after you killed the journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Well, yesterday, Corinne Jean-Pierre, pound for pound, is as bad at her job as anyone could be at a job and still hold on to it. And I say that with all due respect to Don Lemon over at CNN. CNN is the worst. But she's that bad. And here she is giving a non-answer on Saudi Arabia. It's clip eight. You know, first I want to say, you know, um, just hearing that, it's devastating, right? It is um, uh, It is Jamal Khashoggi's widow, and so clearly our hearts go out to her and the pain that she's currently uh, going through. Um, you know, when it comes to human rights, this is not something, uh, the president is a straight shooter. Um, this is not something that he's afraid to talk about. He has those conversations, uh, leader to leader to conversations on a regular basis. Uh, I cannot read out right now or lay, or lay out what the agenda is going to be or what the conversations are going to be. Uh, but I can assure you, I can assure you that when it comes to human rights, this is something uh, that is um, a, a priority for this president. She's worse than Kamala. Okay, the question was, how can he justify going to Saudi Arabia given the human rights abuses that they've been called out for. Well, you know, we know the journalist is, you know, his family's going through a lot. That's not an answer to the question, how can he do it? The answer to how can he do it is he's not allowed to stand up to the far left wing of his party and boost domestic energy production, or they'll drag him out of there. They'll hit him with the 25th Amendment in a second. They'll be like, come on, this guy? They'll start talking about how they believe his rape accuser, Tara Reid, Okay, they'll start telling you, oh, this is a guy who palled around with segregationists. This is a guy who said, if you got a problem figuring out for me or Trump. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. The only reason Joe Biden is the nominee is because he's not the president. Okay, the far left wing of the party is in charge. I tell you this all the time. Joe Biden is the political equivalent of an elderly relative with dietary restrictions. When you take him out for dinner, he orders what he wants. And then before the waiter can walk away, you pull him aside and you go, yeah, 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 no, Grandpa can't have the lasagna. Bring him the chicken. He won't know the difference. That is the Biden presidency. He ran on, I'll have the moderation. And then Nancy Pelosi and AOC pulled the waiter aside and they were like, no, no, he can't have the moderation. Bring him the socialism instead. And that's where we are as a president. Okay, he has declared war on domestic energy production. And that's why he has to go to Saudi Arabia, a place that he said was a pariah state. Biden's in a really bad spot. And on some level, if he wasn't screwing the country as hard as he is, because I don't hate the man. I, I, you know, I don't hate anybody. I really don't. I think hate's such a toxic thing to have in your life that if you're surrounded by people you hate, stop being surrounded by them. If there's something in your life that you hate, stop thinking about it. Stop dealing with it. Try to move on. You know, if you were wronged in any way and you hate the person who wronged you, don't let it define your life. Don't let it define your happiness. If you die tomorrow, you're going to wish you had fun. You're not going to wish you wallowed in your hatred a little longer. So I'm never here trying to spread hate, okay? I don't like what Joe Biden has done to the country. And on some level, I genuinely feel bad for this guy. Because understand, he's run for president four other times. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And he's lost all four times, once dropping out amidst a plagiarism scandal. Once he wound up being the vice president after saying some pretty tough things about Barack Obama, called him the first clean, articulate African-American man we had running for president. That's what, you know, Obama said. Again, that's how he was described by Joe Biden. There are white folks and then there are ignorant mother like you. 
That's basically what he said to Biden. He didn't have any respect for Biden. He thought he was an idiot. Okay, but he needed an older hand on the ticket because he was a young and experienced, you know, former community organizer, as you frequently heard him referred to. But in the Senate, he is a guy who voted president all the time, didn't take any positions. He's, you know, right place, right time. And I have no issue with the Obama presidency other than the substance of the presidency was terrible. Okay, but getting past that, you know, Obama is a guy. I don't hate him. Okay, what Joe Biden is doing right now is a guy who wanted to be president his whole life is giving away his presidency to the powers within the Democratic Party that are actually running things for Joe Biden. That's what's going on. And that's why he's got to go to Saudi Arabia. That's why with inflation at a 40 year high, him panhandling in Saudi Arabia, he has to get on TV and yell MAGA again. We're back to ultra MAGA again. Here's Biden yesterday. It's clip 24. I don't have to tell you about the ultra MAGA agenda attacking families and our freedoms. 300 discriminatory bills introduced in states across this country. In Texas, knocking on front doors to harass and investigate parents who are raising transgender children. In Florida, going after Mickey Mouse, for God's sake. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. Oh, is he ever? In Florida, they're going after Mickey Mouse. For God's sakes. That is a fact check false. They're not going after Mickey Mouse. Do you see how they conflate things? Like when he says 300 discriminatory bills, the bills aren't discriminatory. The the Democrats label them as discriminatory to try to have the conversation on those terms. This is a thing, man. Okay, and this has been going on for as long as time. The Democrats don't like to engage on substance. They like to engage on character. Donald Trump, okay, was the first guy who kind of acted like every Republican gets accused of acting. They accused Mitt Romney of being Donald Trump. They accused John McCain of being Donald Trump. They accused George W. Bush of being Donald Trump. They accused Bob Dole of being Donald Trump. Oh, he's a hothead, says crazy stuff. He's not a decent human being. He hates the poor. He's a racist. How can you vote for this guy? Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. So that's why they say things like, oh, they're attacking the Mickey Mouse in Florida. No, no. The Democrats describe the parental rights and education bill. That's what it's called. They describe that bill as don't say gay. You're not telling me the truth. It didn't say the word gay anywhere in the bill. It didn't criminalize gay activity. Oh, by the way, if you want to go after Mickey Mouse, they happen to be doing business in 12 countries that criminalize gay activity. But Disney, classic exercise in projection, getting held hostage by the woke tyranny within its party, had to buy the Democratic line on the Florida bill. And they said, oh, we're, you know, we're being oppressed in Florida. Florida has the third biggest gay population in America. If it was oppressive towards gay people, they probably wouldn't be moving there. Okay, no more people are moving to Florida than any other state in the country. And the Democrats keep telling you, no, it sucks. It's bad. You understand. Don't go in there. It's terrible. Listen, folks, if somebody opens up a restaurant in your town and the line is around the block, the food's okay. I promise. It's okay. And that's Florida. Democrats are trying you not don't believe the fact that it's so popular. Don't believe that it's thriving. Gay people aren't happy there. Black people aren't happy there. Gay people and black people are moving to Florida in a higher concentration than any other state in America right now. But again, the Democrats will keep telling you it's racist hellhole. They try to set the terms of engagement. So when he says there's 300 discriminatory bills, okay, that's his word, discriminatory. It's not the state's word. It's not the legislature's word. It's not the word within the bill. The Florida bill doesn't ever even say gay. 
So he's back to ultra MAGA. These ultra MAGA policies. Oh, that's what's ultra MAGA. You watch your language. Okay, understand. He's saying that because he's trying to align everything with January 6th. He wants you to believe the Republican Party, every single person who pulled a lever, stormed the Capitol. Every single person who pulled a lever was a proud boy or an oath keeper. Yo, nobody in, if you polled 90% of Republicans, they wouldn't know who the proud boys or the old oath keepers were. They'd think the proud boys were a country band. They're like, who are they? They're the good old boys? No, that's the Blues Brothers. But they wouldn't even know. They don't know who QAnon is. Nobody knows who QAnon is. Lunatic de- Democrats who make up QAnon theories are like, oh, now the QAnon crowd is waiting for, like, a pizza to fall out of the sky and make Trump president again. Well, do you believe these Republicans? Democrats are so full of crap. They want to debate character. They don't want to debate substance. So when he says, oh, the MAGA, ultra MAGA. Mega, MAGA, extreme MAGA Arctic blast. Like it's a Gatorade flavor, you know. MAGA ice. It's so funny. MAGA low sugar, MAGA. I can't believe it's not MAGA. It's stupid. But he's thinking that's going to be reason enough for you to overlook the problems in your life. Hey, I can't afford gas. MAGA. This inflation's out of control. There's no baby formula on the shelf. We'll feed your baby some of that ultra MAGA. It'll feel better as long as it doesn't have that ultra MAGA running things. Hey, man, the border's out of control. We have a record level of fentanyl overdose deaths. Ah, you know, MAGA, the guy who cut border crossings by 80%. And this is Biden's problem. His presidency has been hijacked by identity politics. That's why he's got one diversity hire after another that has no idea what they're doing. Have you seen the vice president? Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. <laughs> I mean, she's terrible. Okay, but they want we want a woman of color on the ticket. Great. You know how many brilliant black women are out there? Oh, my gosh. Doesn't mean they got one. Same with Corinne Jean-Pierre. She's dope. She doesn't know what she's doing. Okay, half the time she give you an answer. She flips through the binder for an hour and a half. It's awkward. It's terrible. But the problem Biden has is his presidency has been hijacked by identity politics. MAGA's bad. We got to save the environment. Is there a bigger white privilege claim than climate change right now? I mean, really think about that. Go tell poor people in inner cities who can't pay for gas or goods if they happen to be on the shelf, who are dealing with a 30-year spike in murder. No, no, the weather's going to be really bad in 50 years if you guys don't make some sacrifices. <laughs> like, the balls of these people to do what they do. But the problem Biden has when he screams ultra MAGA, mega MAGA, is we didn't have any problems like this under mega ultra Arctic blast MAGA. I admire your honesty. We didn't have 40-year inflation. You know what inflation was the day Joe Biden took office? The day he took office was at 1%. It was at 1%. You know what it is right now? It's just about 10% when you count the wholesale cost of goods, man. Just about 10%. Let's go, Brandon. That's what everybody's saying. So yelling ultra MAGA isn't going to help. Okay? Look at the price of gas. It's at an all-time high. And yes, a record level of overdose fentanyl deaths because of our unsecured southern border. None of these things were problems under extreme MAGA blast. It wasn't a thing. So Biden might think he's winning your vote by yelling ultra MAGA and she might be scaring you into pulling the lever for the Democrat. But what he's really doing is reminding you of the good old days. It's the children's classic that's making movies great again. Donald Trump stars in The MAGA King. 
Hello, everyone. The king has returned. The president of the United States is completely nuts. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. You don't even know who you are. And only one man can save us now. The great magic king. Can the king help Joe Biden find his marbles, or will he lose his way against the Russian kleptocracy? Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Kleptocracy, the, klep- the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> Lie down before you hurt yourself. The Mega King, starring Donald Trump. I'm really rich. And Joe Biden. I keep forgetting I'm president. Now playing in Mexico, Japan, China. I love China. And coming soon to Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are, of course, broadcasting in New York City, which really is sadly become the world's largest outdoor restroom. In a better world, I'd be broadcasting from, I don't know, Hawaii. But I don't have that kind of pull. But Angela does. She is out in Oahu listening to the show. Hey, girl. How you doing, Angela? Hey, I'm good, Jimmy. Oh, great. Well, I think you win the Furthest Away Award today, unless one of our drunk, <laughs> li- unless one of our drunk listeners from France calls in. But right now, you're in the lead, Angela. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me ask you a question. Uh, have you been following this White House press secretary? Um. As best as I can, it's kind of hard to follow her, you know, mm-hmm. um, just like how I'm saying, you know, um, she's she does a lot of filler words. And I'm not, you know, that's not my forte, mm-hmm. but I know when I was going to college, I had to take a, uh, a course on, you know, communications. And we we weren't allowed to use filler words like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, in fact, my teacher would like honk a horn every time we would say those other words. Whenever we had, you know, <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. so, listening to her just it really brought me back to that. I'm like, wow, uh, this is this is unreal. Listening to her. <laughs> well, you know what I think part of it is too is she can't answer these questions because the answers aren't good. So they, you're trained as a White House communicator to never say things that are going to make the administration look bad. So if the honest answer to a question makes the administration look bad, sometimes you don't answer the question. You use the word salad. Well, we're having conversations. We're well positioned. Mm -hmm. The American people are uniquely positioned. I'm like, what what are you talking about? You know, people are broke. It's a mess. But you see through it. Oh, yeah. Well, I think their problem is they believe they believe they're doing a good job and they believe like we're not giving them a fair shake which is crazy because the whole media is liberal like 99.9% of the media is liberal so if the perception on the street is that Biden's doing a bad job that's despite the fact that 99% of the media is trying to make it look like it's a good job so they're exactly. they're actually worse than you're making them sound angela yeah do they yeah. need do, do they need a hawaiian vacation what do you propose what's the fix here I don't want them to come here. <laughs> oh, Angela, come on. This is a welcoming show. I'm actually a uniter. Everyone's, they could come here to New York. It's just well, they disgusting. Can, uh-huh. But our gas prices are pretty high. Inflation up here is pretty high still. Rent is 
through the roof. It's crazy. But, yeah, sure, they can come and enjoy the beach. Oh, see? <laughs> I brought it full circle. It started out with you weren't welcoming them, and now I've gotten you to kind of welcome them. That's the difference yeah. maker I'm trying to be on Fox Across America, Angela. All the way out yeah. to Hawaii. We're trying to bring people together. Listen, I don't like these folks either. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. So what? maybe how about this? Maybe I'll come out with the crew, and uh, we'll give a review to the Biden White House. How about that? Yes. All right. That cool. sounds great. Well, just be warned that your liquor supply is going to be severely diminished when my producer gets done. This kid is a mess, Angela. I am not exaggerating when I say these things on the air. But you, you are not a mess. You're the cat's pajamas. We'll do it again soon, girlfriend. Quick break. Molly Hemingway, far too classy for this program. So classy, I name dropped her on America's Newsroom a few hours ago. I'll have to pay her royalties when we come back. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you better believe it. We are fired up to bring back this next guest. She is, of course, uh, a superstar over at The Federalist, the author of Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. Hold on to the roof. Molly Hemingway is here. Hey, Molly. How are you doing? You know, all right, so listen, I'm going to jump right in with a very serious question because I've been watching you, and I know you've been watching a little bit of the January 6th hearings. The question I need you to answer, and this is serious, who do you think will be better on the next season of Dancing with the Stars, uh, Liz Cheney or Adam Kinzinger? I think either of them would do better on that program than the one that they're working on right now. Um, Wait, so are you not, are you not giving rave reviews to this show, which is, I believe called dancing with the truth? It, I actually haven't been watching it. I haven't been watching it on principle. I've been following, you know, what's, what's being talked about. Um, But I actually find the whole thing to be completely obscene. I'm Mm -hmm. someone who does oppose political violence, whether it comes as it predominantly does from the left or whether it did on um, one day at the Capitol Mm -hmm. uh, following the 2020 election. But I'm just offended that you know, political violence was supported and endorsed and praised by Democrats throughout 2020. And even before, you know, they worked mm-hmm. with protesters to disrupt the Kavanaugh confirmation proceedings, like helping them come into the hearing rooms to disrupt a constitutional proceeding to keep Brett Kavanaugh from being confirmed. They, you know, supported the attacks on the White House, federal courthouses, police precincts. And nobody believes that they actually care about this for any other reason than as a distraction and as an attempt to get rid of their you know, most feared nemesis, Donald Trump. And it just to me, it's just completely obscene. And I just want to say it's also completely obscene because after the 2016 election, nearly every single person in Washington, D.C. participated in this lie that Donald Trump stole the 2016 election by colluding with Russia. And that had real problems that went on for years and cost millions of dollars. And it disrupted the administration of the government. It was no one has been held accountable for it. And so to ask people to do all of this show-stopping, um, show-trial-type stuff for, for the, the people who were upset about 2020 and, and uh, rioted, 
when they won't hold themselves accountable for what they did to the country. It's just disgusting to me. Oh, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. And it, it's brilliant analysis like that that gets me to drop your name on America's Newsroom when they ask me to tell to talk about my radio show. I just name dropped you on America's Newsroom because I was in trouble. Thank you. Like no, Data was like, what's coming up on your radio show today? And I needed to say something that made it look classy. So I, I used your name to get into the bar. I was like, I know Molly. Because I told her the truth of what was going up. I would have got a call from HR. But you're here to class Jimmy, it up. I want- tell you i've been talking with so many people we love your show oh, you buddy. are so you're so good at this you're so funny oh, you're God. a joy to listen to and oh, you gotta keep it up molly i will give you the 50 bucks later for that you read it just <laughs> the way i wrote it i mean you could it was perfect it was it sounded like your own words i mean you're good this woman is good i'm telling you mikey nobody listens to me she's a real talent well i will tell you this really quickly the only thing i can impart in terms of radio know-how is obviously i never did it i don't have a background in it but i spent a lot of time driving a cab and talking to people in your cab about politics and the reason i just find this to be a little bit easier is like the disagreement isn't going to end with me getting like stabbed in the head with a screwdriver or like not tipped you know yeah (laughs) well that but but it's true like that's that's funny usually but that's how crappy so so if we're ever in studio you never know how (laughs) she's gonna throw one of these toys at me i have a uh we were having this debate one of the toys on my set molly is a he-man toy from my third grade year I don't know that you could make a toy with two male pronouns anymore. Would it be a they, them? Could you make He-Man in 2022? (laughs) No, that would be, you know, there's so many things like uh, my husband gets a kick out of how like you'll watch something that was made like four years ago and Mm. already it's offensive (laughs) according to the suddenly changing. Yeah, He-Man would definitely be verboten. Oh, he's a goner. Everybody's got to go to sensitivity training after the pitch meeting. (laughs) It never happens. He-Man does get off the ground. Well, the thing we're talking about right now, if you just joined us, Molly Hemingway on the line, Fox News contributor, editor-in-chief of The Federalist. The book, it's called Rigged, uh, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seize Our Elections. I bring up the book because the real true cause of January 6th is what? People didn't trust the integrity of this election. And your book chronicles at great detail while there was great reason not to trust the results of this election. And my concern with January 6th is it's doing nothing to address that issue. I think, if anything, they're trying to seize a moral high ground so we don't have to discuss that issue in in the context that doing so could lead to violence. Is that I mean, that's kind of what I see this as. That's exactly right. Show trials have two purposes. One is to punish political opponents, but another is to suppress the truth. And yeah, I did write a book about it. So I, you know, Mm -hmm. so I think uh, it is very important that people understand what happened in the 2020 election. People had extremely legitimate concerns. If for no other reason than we changed literally hundreds of laws and processes in the weeks and months leading up to the election to enable tens of millions of mail-in ballots to come in while decreasing scrutiny of those ballots, like it's reasonable that people would say, I don't feel totally comfortable with this. And that's just you know, one of the many problems that we had, there was a private takeover of government election offices by Mark Zuckerberg. There were shenanigans about how ballots were, um, you know, uh, were reviewed yeah. uh, based on like what, what county you were in. There was the media corruption. We have a propaganda media state that was making up stories about one campaign, running the campaign for the other person. You had big tech suppressing important news stories. All of these things led to decreased trust in our election administration, and it's okay for people to talk about it. And they're trying to criminalize this whole approach of venting about it uh, in Congress. But that's something that Democrats have perfected to an art form, first of all. They do it all the time. They did it when Trump's um, 
election, in Bush's re-election. There's no reason why people shouldn't be allowed to air their grievances about election administration. We've literally done it for hundreds of years in Congress, mm-hmm. and they're trying to make that illegal. Well, that's what's particularly ridiculous is we just had a basically a three-year Mueller probe, two-and-a-half-year Mueller probe that was designed to cast aspersions on the integrity of an election. So the idea that there is this double standard is why you know a lot of people feel that there's just no standard. It's disgusting. Hillary Clinton, of all people, I don't know if you caught this because there's so much news today, but the people's pantsuit uh, flat out saying, you know, that the media needs to do a better job to standing up to these GOP lies and these hard right networks and everything in between. But to me, I, again, I, as a cab driver, you're like an affordable psychologist. People just dump problems on you and you kind of get into psychoanalyzing. I do believe all of this is just like an exercise in projection. I think that's the third level of this. No. It's so much worse than that. I mean, it was just weeks ago that you had under oath Robbie Mook admitting that Hillary Clinton personally authorized the Russia collusion hoax. I mean, you want to talk about putting a lack of trust, weaponizing a lack of trust in election systems out there and having it have a major effect. That was Hillary Clinton. She herself said the election was stolen from her as recently as 2019. So did Jimmy Carter. So did one out of every three Democrats. They knew, by the way, their Russia collusion hoax was a lie because they invented it. And they put it out there. And no one has been held accountable. And until and unless anyone is held accountable for what they did, and not just anyone, but really everyone involved, you cannot talk to people about how these you know, these yahoos who rioted at the Capitol need to be in prison for the rest of their life. I mean, they're putting every grandmother within a mile of the Capitol in prison and not holding themselves accountable. Of course, they're not going to hold themselves accountable, but they're not even pretending. They're not even like acknowledging what they did and what they put the country through for four years. And what they did was a billion times worse than what, you know, grandma from Indiana did. Oh, it's so true. We're talking to Molly Hemingway, and that's the part that is so disgusting. But what I think is fascinating is I don't know if the media, if they're just so vastly out of touch with regular people or this has gotten so emotional that they're just, you know, it's denying them the self-awareness to tell them they sound crazy. But the media is really trying to run with January 6th. And I, I honestly, I don't think anybody really truly cares. What I mean by that is, you know, showing us the director's cut of the impeachment we had in, in 2021 is it's not filling up a gas tank. And I really do think they're so out of touch to think people are going to prioritize one over the other. Like when you look at inflation, we look at gas, you look at baby formula, you look at the border, you look at crime. Do you think there's anybody in their right mind that's pulling a voting lever because Jamie Raskin says the Proud Boys are going to come to their house if the Republicans win the election? Right. People keep saying, you know, will the January 6th committee have an effect on November results? And it's like, yeah, it it is going to have an effect. (laughs) and It's going to mean even more people vote against Democrats. Um, They are so out of touch with what people's concerns are. I actually wrote a piece for The Federalist today where John Dickerson, who's a guy I generally uh, hold in high regard, Mm -hmm. had this thing about how we need to balance what's important with what's urgent. And he said, you know, inflation is urgent, but what's important (laughs) is this January 6th show trial. And it's like, first of all, inflation is important. You know, Uh if you're making a million dollars a year like he Uh is, I assume – probably you can handle this high rate of inflation. If you're paycheck to paycheck and you got young kids at home and you're not sure how you're going to pay the gas to make it to your job to feed and clothe and house them, it is absolutely important and not just urgent. And so people look at all the problems caused by one party because there's only one party in charge and they're just looking at what they're actually focused on and it's maddening. It's 
so it's like the decaying mm. corpse of a dying regime, and yet they don't. Nobody seems to know. Um, you know, the media seem to think that this show is going very well, and they're doing their best to beg and plead that people will pay more attention to it. And it's just not working. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, the next time I'm turning on MSNBC is election night in the midterms. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be some of the best comedy you've ever watched. But one other thing I wanted to ask you, um, you know, as someone who's a prominent media figure, are you at all intimidated about doing your job publicly in the shadow of the greatness that is Corinne Jean-Pierre? <laughs> I, so first of all, no Democrat <laughs> has a difficult time as press secretary because of the way the corporate media uh, handle a Democrat administration. I mean, you just it's like it's it's crazy to remember what they were doing during the Trump administration, like just screaming bile splurge, <laughs> just like losing their minds. And then as soon as Biden comes in, they're just asking these very respectful questions. So she couldn't have an easier job. That right. Like so the world is going to hell. But the questions are all very polite, and nice. And she is struggling so much. But I do want to say I think she looks really good. And it really shows you like her makeup is great. Her hair is great. I like her. um style. Mm -hmm. And so even when I'm watching her and I'm cringing at her inability to answer a basic question, I still think, but she looks, she's looking pretty good. <laughs> girl to girl. You're like, girl, you looking good. <laughs> Just stop talking. <laughs> um, maybe she's going to get a binder endorsement, like a trapper keeper type deal or something like that. Cause no, she does go to the like, binder. The binder Kaylee made that binder and Kaylee, I, you know, I'd, I'd encountered her before she was press secretary. That is the most well-studied, well-prepared pundit or yeah. press secretary you'll ever find. And she, her, her binder was filled with information that she reviewed and reviewed and reviewed. So she would be ready to go. Um, yep. This new use of the binder is making binders seem like a way, a place where information goes to die. You know, um, <laughs> she's like flapping back and forth and she can't figure out where she is. And then she reads something that's not relevant to what the question was. It's just painful. She actually makes Joe Biden look good. And maybe that's the, maybe that's the, um, <laughs> the goal the idea here. behind it, like by being so incompetent, he he looks less incompetent. There's something going on. I do think, you know, it might be a strategic thing because it really is. It's the only way you can explain Kamala either. But I don't want to get too distracted. We're talking to the great Molly Hemingway, Fox News contributor, editor in chief of The Federalist. The book is called Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. Um, really quickly, the 4th of July is coming up. I got to ask this question. Were you a fireworks girl? Were you a sparkler girl? What was Molly, young Molly Hemingway? Yeah, I'm an, I'm obsessed with fireworks oh, and grew up out west. Mm -hmm. And we we did so many things like we were we were living in dry climate. So mm -hmm. my brother and I would be setting things off and like trying to avoid starting fires. <laughs> Burning down a national forest so you could shoot off a right. bottle rocket. I love it. Go ahead. But I also <laughs> like sparklers. I think all I think it's all great. Okay. And um, my, we had a party here recently, and uh, fireworks are illegal in the city where I live. But mm -hmm. we thought that that was just like, I mean, fireworks are illegal in D.C., but yeah. people use them all the time. We yeah. moved to Virginia, same thing. They're illegal, but we figured it was fine. Within like 30 minutes, uh, or within like, sorry, 15 minutes of setting them off, we had multiple cops <laughs> at our door telling us to stop. And um, you know, we had like prominent people here, including, you know, former Supreme Court clerks who were trying to fight, you know, who'd had a little <laughs> drink. And so they're fighting with the cops like, I'm sorry, I thought this was America. And we were 
we narrowly avoided a big incident, but well, we, we no longer set off the fireworks. <laughs> what a quality of life difference, though. In New York, I could literally set off a gun. The cops aren't coming. They're like, yeah, we've got like 30 of those, pal. Sorry. We don't have the gas money. We can't help you. Oh, Molly. Well, I was I only brought it up because I was always handed sparklers. And looking back, I kind of think it's because my parents didn't think I had the competency for the good explosives. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? They were like, yeah. They were like, we understand Jimmy's limitations. So here's a sparkler. <laughs> why don't you go? Why don't you go write your name in script with your little sparkler, and <laughs> your brothers will be lighting M80s and shooting bottle rockets at each other. That's what happened, Molly. Thank you. This this conversation has just outed my parents. Finally, the blinders have been ripped off for all to see. Uh, you're the coolest. Uh, let's do it again soon, okay? Thanks, Jimmy. Take care. You're the best. There she goes, the legendary Molly Hemingway. There we go. Back after this. This thing is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Fired up, man. It's a big Thursday. We're heading up to WVMT in Vermont. I'm going to be on with the great Tucker Carlson tonight at 8 o'clock before we hit the road. There's a lot happening here in Fox Across Americaville, but no bigger development than what we're going to discuss in the next hour. Erin Perini, if you remember, worked on the comms team for President Trump, and uh, she's going to stop by and have a little chit-chat with me about things going on in 2024. Why is this relevant? Because Elon Musk, guy who invented Tesla, patron saint of green energy— who is, of course, now a white supremacist because he wants to buy Twitter and everyone driving Teslas hates him. Elon Musk said if he had to vote right now, he would vote for Ron DeSantis in 2024, which, of course, is creating a little bit of blowback in Republican circles because people are like, well, if Trump's going to run, all these guys said they're not even going to run. The God's honest truth is I think if Trump runs, they're all going to run and it's going to be a wild food fight of a campaign. I want to get Perini's take because she knows people. Okay, she's on the inside. That's why this show works. We have a lot of access. You know, it sounds like a name droppy show. Hey, I'm on with Tucker. Hey, I'm talking to Perini. But what I'm really trying to say to you is I don't know anything, but I'm friends with a lot of people who do. That's true. That is true. That's the hook of the show. I get us access. I'm the guy who knows to like how we can con our way into the bar. You know, we're just going in looking for my brother. We'll be right out. It's not, a, you know, I'm going to buy drinks. I'm the guy that gets us places. OK, that's my gig on this show. That's why I always say the phones are always open. You can always call in. I don't know what I'm doing. Like when I say it's our show, it means I'm counting on you. It's not like me being humble. It's not, being, you know, oh, that Jimmy. He's so self-deprecating. No, I am asking for your help. <laughs> That's what's going on here. So Perini's coming by to give us some backup, as Molly Hemingway so expertly did. And uh, we're going to have a grown-up conversation about 2020. And why is tw- 2024? And why is 2024 already a conversation? Because Biden sucks. Again, you're not having this talk if there's a good president in the Oval Office right now. I admire your honesty. And what makes it so funny is, yeah, everybody's talking up the Republican side. Is it Trump? Is it DeSantis? Who's get, what's it going to be? Is Ted Cruz getting involved? But the better conversation to be had, and we'll have it, is the Democratic Party, because they do not have a standard bearer, and there are a lot of people waiting in the wings, some of them despicable, hoping to get into this race themselves. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. 
Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Back in action, got a big hour coming up on the Big Bad One and Only gluten-free, keto-approved Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be chatting with Aaron Perini, former member of the Trump administration. We've got January 6th hearings going on in real time right now. Uh, We've also got a challenge flag in our pocket that we're about to throw in regards to some economic claims made by this White House. 888-788-9910. If you want to review the instant replay, you want to be the guy at like the, you know, they have the guy in New York. He's like NFL referee official, Mike Pereira, one of those guys. They just, you know, eat hoagies and tell you if it's a catch or not. You can be that guy. Grab your hoagie, call us up, 888-788-9910. The rules remain the same for this hour. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat. Just don't be a I say it a lot lately because I've been looking around the old social media. I've been watching a lot of cable news, and there's a lot of out there. Oh, man, are there ever. So if you're in the Vermont area, you want to hang out with some good people, some easy people. Uh, We're going to be at the Spanked Puppy in Colchester, Vermont, tomorrow night uh, from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Tonight, going to be on with the great Tucker Carlson at 8 o'clock on the Fox News Channel. If you want to see the number one radio host in the country lock up with the number one TV host in the country, uh, we'll try and get Kilmeade onto a show. <laughs> and then I'll come on after Kilmeade as like, you know, like the number 58th radio hope. But the point is I'm having a good time. That's all that matters. So 888-788-9910. If you want to give me some talking points, send a message to Tucker. If you want to listen to what I'm about to play you from the White House, uh, this is really frustrating for me. I'm a regular guy, man. What I mean by that is, you know, I don't come from a lot of money. In my adult life, I've never had a lot of money. Anytime I've had some money. I've wound up in a casino or some other bunco that usually separated me and my money rather quickly. Astonishing speed. But I have so much empathy for the people suffering from this inflation. In fact, during the last commercial break, I was on television with the great Neil Cavuto. I ran down to Fox Business. We just had a discussion about inflation and about the fact that the president just keeps lying about the state of the economy and how things are getting better and you know, here was the Biden clip I've been playing all week. We'll just start there and trickle downhill. This is him yelling about his record of spending and how it's changing lives. It's clip 36. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. I mean. Shut up. Will you shut up? Yeah, we're changing people's lives. Yeah, they were going to retire. Now they can't. They were going to put gas in their car. Now they can't. Why? Because of the reckless spending. The spending is what started this inflation train down the road that it's on. The war on fossil fuels is what limited the supply in our country as demand increased because we were reopening from a pandemic. We got caught flat-footed. Now the president's trying to blame it on Putin, but Putin wasn't the one who told him to declare war on domestic energy production, nor was Putin the one who told him to print and spend $1.9 trillion that we didn't even have in the bank. That is financial lunacy. But again, here is Biden trying to pass the buck, clip 37. I'm doing everything in my power to blunt Putin's gas price hike. Just since he invaded... Ukraine has gone up a dollar seventy-four a gallon because of nothing else but that. You shut your mouth, you bastard. Folks, 
it's gone up because of nothing but Ukraine? <laughs> it was going up for 14 straight months before Ukraine. And just stick with me, just so we understand. I know we have this conversation a lot, but there's a reason. It matters. It's crushing people. Okay, when the president says, oh, I'm doing everything I can, he's not doing everything I can, number one, because you would just boost domestic energy production here in America. But number two, it's pretty important, number two, okay, he has depleted our strategic oil reserves, something that are standing by in case of war, something that are standing by in case an act of God renders us incapable of producing oil. He has depleted them, and despite tapping into our strategic oil reserves, the price of gas has still gone up. Biden sucks. I mean, really think about that. But when he's, oh, it's Putin, it's this and that, yo, 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 yelling Putin, it doesn't fill a gas tank. Yelling Putin doesn't make groceries affordable, but this is what they're doing. They're in a desperate spot. And what's so fascinating now is Biden has gotten into such a historically unpopular position that even the people that were pushing his agenda are now praising the people who weren't. Okay, this is fascinating what I'm about to play you. Joe Scarborough, this is the biggest jackass in all of broadcast media. And that's, listen, there's plenty of them out there, and the rankings change daily. It's like college football. You get the poll every month, uh, every Monday. You get the coaches, the computer poll, the BCS rankings. Right now, the aggregate of the three have Joe Scarborough number one as the biggest jackass in cable news. But Joe Scarborough, I'm going to play you a one-minute montage. Here is Joe Scarborough a year ago saying Joe Manchin needs to get in a room with Joe Biden and find out a way to pass the what was a $5 trillion initiative, a $5 trillion spending bill. Because of guys like Manchin who wouldn't go along with it, the price eventually came down to $1.9 trillion. So you understand, as bad as our inflation is, if they had spent what they wanted to spend, it would be three times worse. Here is Joe Scarborough in a montage. He goes from slamming Manchin for not spending that money to now praising him because the inflation would have been that much worse. This is We're living in the death of shame, and he's opportunistically distancing himself from positions he himself took because he at least has the horse sense, for whatever you think of Joe Scarborough, to know that there's no political capital to be accrued in supporting Joe Biden. I admire your honesty. Here it is, clip 20. This is pretty simple stuff. Let me say that again. This is pretty simple stuff. You get the head of the Progressive Caucus, you get Joe Manchin, and you get Joe Biden, and you put them in a room. And you say, we're not going to get out of this room until one of two things happen. One, we have a deal. Or two, we're going to have a press conference where we go out and announce that Joe Manchin does not support any piece of legislation regarding Build Back Better. We either have a bill or Joe Manchin will never support anything, and he's been lying to us for the past year and a half. It's very clear. And my God, I just wonder what would have happened if progressives had gotten their $6 trillion wish earlier this year. Yeah, in in an ironic way, you almost have to thank Joe Manchin for blocking that. I wouldn't even say ironically thank Joe Manchin. You can just thank Joe Manchin uh, if you're glad that interest rates aren't even higher. (laughs) That was embarrassing. Do you hear that? So the first half of the montage is, how dare Joe Manchin not, you know, support this spending? And here he is today. Not even ironically, you have to thank Joe Manchin. 
If the Democrats got their way, inflation would have been that much worse. Do you understand? Okay. He's completely distancing himself from the position he was pushing because we're in that bad of a spot. I'm not happy about it, man. This is not a political point show. I don't go to home, go home at night going, oh, today was bad for the Democrats. Way to go. Good show, you guys. That's not what I'm here for. I want you guys to be happy and live prosperous lives. This administration is making harder for you to accomplish that right now. We'll get out of it. It's cyclical. We always do. You know, society is kind of course correcting. There's a lot of woke pushback. Finally, finally. Everything woke turns to True story. There's a lot of people who are now emboldened to say what they believe. You know, there was a great gap in our society between what people believed and what they were willing to say in public for fear of being shamed or socially pressured or canceled or anything in between. But it got so crazy on the left that we're now course correcting. You know, the left was getting away with saying all the cops were racist, which wasn't true. All the Republicans are racist, which wasn't true. Border security was racist, which wasn't true. The vaccine stops you from getting COVID, which wasn't true. Russia stole the 2016 election, which wasn't true. It went on and on and on. And then finally, the people who got used to saying anything they wanted with no pushback whatsoever were like, men can get pregnant. What the hell did you just say? And we were like, okay. Now we listen. You guys have gotten away with a lot. You've called us a lot of names. We've kind of played along. Every boardroom went woke. The CEOs can't run their companies and get anything done because if they didn't take two minutes of silence today to honor some type of, you know, thing that hurt your feelings. This is the 12th anniversary of some guy spraining his ankle on a dirt bike or something dumb. Somebody caused a lot of pain. You know, we've got to put the whole company on hold. It just became grievance, grievance, grievance. And nobody wants to live in a world of grievance. No one's ever going to be at a party and go, I can't wait till the people who get offended at everything and make it about them get here. Why? Because those people don't get invited to parties. The left got too comfy with their own BS that they weren't being called on. And now there's a major pushback. So society is course correcting. They're going to lose everything in the midterms. They might lose 90 seats. But I don't take any joy in saying that to you today because your gas is still expensive today. Your goods are still scarce at the grocery store today. Baby formula is non-existent for 70 percent of Americans right now. Do you ever think you live in a world where we didn't have baby formula and it wasn't the lead story on every news broadcast? Think about that. That's where we are now as a people. We have no attention span. It's nuts. Just just write things and strangers will click like and we'll get some digital dopamine while we're killing time on the toilet. I mean, that's what's going on in this country. It's disgusting, disgusting that we're not prioritizing this baby formula story more. But we're not. Okay, I played you a clip earlier in the week of Corinne Jean-Pierre where they were like, hey, do we have any uh, updates on the baby formula situation? She flipped through a binder for an hour and a half and then was like, no, actually, we don't. We don't have any updates. I know there's no there's no formula for your baby, but uh, no, nothing. Listen to this. It's clip 18. So I have two questions on baby formula. So first, um, what is the White House, what is the latest update the White House has received on the current infant formula situation across the country? Yeah, let me see if I have anything new for you on that. Uh, I think it's been a couple of days since we have asked, been asked that question. Okay. I don't have anything new. I know we made some announcements last week. Uh, I, don't, I just don't have them in front of me. Now, remember, 
Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. But this is what we were told when the Biden administration took the White House. This is what we were told by the media. We were told the adults are back in the room. Anybody who has any um, connection to reality about what is going on around them should have watched that and said, the adults are back in the room. It, it seems as though we have a, uh, a professional adult once again in the White House who's just simply doing the work. Really, the, the theme, I would say, is the adults are back. Still, it is a relief to have adults in charge. Now we have adults in the White House. Okay, the adults are back in the room. Um, there is a sense, I think, the world over that the adults have returned. We have an adult in the White House now, and it's glorious. <laughs> we have an adult in the White House, he said. You were wrong. You were all the way wrong. Okay, this chick can't give you an answer on baby formula. Is that not the cringiest thing you've ever heard? Well, let's see. Uh, yo, if she doesn't have an answer. That means I'm not doing anything. Her, her justification was, well, we haven't been asked that question in a few days. Oh, so no sense paying attention to the baby formula crisis. Do you get it, though? This is the issue. They're more concerned with the perception than the reality. They're working on what they think they might get asked about at the podium today. Well, no one's bringing up baby formula. I guess we don't have to work on that anymore. Sorry, babies who don't have any formula. Folks, this is disgusting. There's never been a more brazen disregard for the American people. Here's Biden. Okay, you took about a disregard for the people, but even bigger is the disregard for the truth. Biden telling you Americans have more savings than ever before. Yo, the stock market this week officially has wiped out every single dollar of gain it made under Joe Biden. Here he is, despite the fact that your savings are getting destroyed, telling you you have more money. Clip 35. Since I took office to your help, families are carrying less debt nationwide. They have more savings nationwide. More Americans applied for new small businesses last year than ever before in American history. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. But he's not because there's one thing Joe Biden's good at. It's not inflation. It's not accountability. It's not fighting crime. It's not bringing down gas costs. It's not leadership. The one thing he's great at, I mean truly brilliant at, is lying. White House girls send Biden to bed early Because he's really old and he's senile He makes up so much crap the country's worried He's lying like it's going out of style you can't hide Joe Biden's lies For a while they made soggy try I thought by now they'd realize There ain't no way to hide Joe Biden's lies
It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon trying to hold this country together. As some of you know, at the end of this month, I will be heading out to Los Angeles, California. I will be hosting live coverage on the 4th of July of the fireworks. I'll be doing a package at the Santa Monica Pier. It's pretty happening. And I just might get to meet this next caller. You never know what kind of terms we're going to be on by then. Barry, back on the line in Los Angeles. Yo, Barry. Hey, Jimmy. First of all, uh, I agree wholeheartedly with what Molly said about your show. No need to send me a check. Um, <laughs> Thanks. However, um, you know, Biden, you, people need to stop to stop feeling sorry for Biden or or saying that he's, you know, other people are making his decisions. He's he makes the final decision on all this. I understand he's like halfway to in, you know, senility, but he's making these decisions. The man has a 50 year record of being a despicable race baiting, lying grifter. Mm -hmm. People need to start pointing this out. He's and the reason is because a lot of times, a lot of these decisions he's making, it's like, Oh, well, I'm a better person than Trump. So, you know, if I do what Trump wouldn't have done, this, it's a good thing, and it's not. He's a bad person. People need to start pointing this out. Yeah, you know, we, we try to take that high road. I mean, I say it a lot I with understand. the race baiting, you know, but it is. It's true. I mean, he was a garbage person in the four times he ran for president. It's just nothing's beneath him. He's a traditional politician. They tell you everyone else is the devil. While they do devil stuff, they get their way. It's always classic projection. Uh, Barry, last question, though. Uh, maybe Dino's Sports Bar underneath the pier in Santa Monica. Are we going to drink beer there? I would, uh, if I'm in town, I might be in Vegas, but if I'm in town, Barry. I would love to meet up with you. Oh, Barry, it's I... always something with you. Well, we'll figure it out. You'll, we'll talk soon, buddy. Great call. We're back after this with the legendary Aaron Perini on Fox Across America. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Whoa. And we are so fired up to talk to this next guest, a damn good friend of the show. Uh, an NFL quarterback has a restraining order against her. It's not every day you bring one of those guests on, but the legendary Aaron Perini is in studio. Aaron Woo-hoo! Perini. I'm excited to be here. Does this studio not look like the inside of a van that promised you candy? <laughs> you know, I haven't been in one of those, but yeah, I you can never. imagine, you know, there's a lot of toys in here. This could easily distract a child into a van. <laughs> well, in this day and age, it's act, they don't do the van thing anymore. It doesn't seem to be how they do it. Because they're like, kid, get in the van, I got candy. And the kid's like, does it contain peanuts? <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm not allowed to have soy. <laughs> is there high fructose corn syrup? Because <laughs> you can't kidnap me if there is. I'm right, sorry. Yeah, gluten. I can <laughs> smell it in there. <laughs> they're playing real defense, Aaron Perini. <laughs> Uh, since we last spoke, mm-hmm. uh, a lot's going on in the world. Yeah. Okay, there's a lot of 2024 talk. I believe you only start talking 2024 before the midterms if people think the president sucks. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I feel like we're having it. In comedy, they say you don't open with your closer. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're opening with our closer. Right. Meaning the closer is what happens the day after the midterm. Right. But the midterms aren't here yet. Yeah, we're still, what, 140 some odd days from yeah. midterms? You tell me I already got to write my check to Kanye? Yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> that, that's your horse? You're going all in on Kanye <laughs> early? I, you know what? We're telling it like it's a joke, but right now in a head to head. I bet you his numbers are higher than Biden's. When people say Trump will be with Biden, I'm like, who, Barron? Yeah, I'm like any, I mean, anybody's beating it. It's bad right now. Um, you know politics. You know Washington. You've worked administration. You work for Ted Cruz. Mm-hmm. Is it so weird to see them making such an effort uh, to emphasize perception over reality? Meaning, like, Biden will get out there every day. Corinne Jean-Pierre will do it, too. Be like, no, things are going good. People have money. Savings are good. Right. They just assume now that everybody's eaten some kind of pot lace brownie and just is not in touch with reality (laughs) anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just like, you know what? No one's really going to notice that it's six dollars for gas, (laughs) that it's you can't get tampons or baby formula or anything on the shelves. No, no, no. No one will notice that because we'll just tell you like it is. I mean, CNN now, they don't want them saying the big lie anymore. That's really indicative of what we've been saying for years as Republicans, which is. If a Democrat says it, you hear it parroted immediately on air yeah, by yeah. CNN, and now they're trying to stop that. <laughs> All right, we gotta we gotta back off here. Uh, Lil Erin Perini is in studio. Uh, she was told to back off. This is a weird transition uh, by Buffalo Bills legend Jim Kelly. And I bring it up because we always talk football. <laughs> we do. So you met Jim Kelly and just went nuts. I yeah. So you know, I meet a lot of famous politicians. You know, mm. in, in our line of work, and I can totally keep myself cool. But Jim Kelly, I couldn't. It was too much. I you I can't be a Buffalo Bills fan and not just absolutely lose my mind meeting Jim Kelly in person. Are you kidding? He he still took a photo with me and it's still like the pride of my life, but (laughs) I could not have been less cool about the exchange. Now, how would you have been if they had actually won one of those Super Bowls? Oh, Oh, Aaron Perini shots. Fine. We had to have one. We had to have one. We had to have one. Come on. I'm too nice. We're going to win this year. All right. Josh has got it. I feel good about it, but I bring up the fangirl thing because it it struck me in my head. So the last time I was in DC, Mm -hmm. Everything you need to know about our southern border crisis, summed up by what I'm about to tell you. I was at a party. It was like the weekend of the correspondence dinner. Mm -hmm. And I saw uh, Secretary Mayorkas waiting in line, fangirling, to meet Don Lemon. (laughs) And everyone I tell this story to is like, what do you mean? What are you even talking about? Dude, he waited. They hugged. They took pictures. He met Don Lemon the way you met Jim Kelly. That's really it was, sad. I don't know that he told Don Lemon that his dog was a Pisces like he did with Jim <laughs> Kelly. But the point is he was so excited to meet him. And the reason in my head it crystallizes, because if you know, Don Lemon is the guy who was saying border security is racist. Mm-hmm. If the guy who's the head of the Department of Homeland Security is dying to meet the guy who thinks border security is racist, that's why we can't have nice things. That's exactly right. And, and the way they all fawn over each other, this like sycophantic media yeah. type personality you get in D.C., it's just a bubble where they all just are so self-congratulatory. The media, the cabinet members, they're all just fawning over each other when, in fact, all they're doing is failing. So right? True. CNN's numbers are down, MSNBC, all of those other networks have numbers that are plummeting. Just to rival Joe Biden's numbers tanking, right? Oh, they're it's just- bad. Biden's bad. It's a race to the bottom. It is funny that you feel like you're watching. You know when a franchise tanks to get draft picks? Mm-hmm. I, I like, do. I do I know. Like, I, I'm, do I'm you pretty, pretty familiar with that do feeling as a Buffalo Bills fan. Well, there you go. So I, I feel like we're watching a country tank to get draft picks, except we're not getting draft <laughs> yeah, picks. Yeah, what are we going to do? We don't actually 24? get draft picks. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it's, it's 24 out, you know? But it's such a mess. And it's a funny time. Like, if you care about the country, like, you care, I care. We're like the good people. Mm-hmm. Um... 
I don't actually get to enjoy that they've screwed up as poor as much as they have because people still have to live in the mess right now. Right. So it's like, oh, the Republicans going to win the midterms. Great. But, yeah. you know, gas today is still bad. As a guy who's a former cab driver, like I could tell you like $2 a gallon in gas would be bad. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't be on OnlyFans because I'm not in shape. <laughs> I'd, I'd start like an OnlyFoods. You know what I mean? I'd just be showing you pictures Snacks. of lasagna. Yeah. Fellow fat guys would be paying me. They'd be like, oh, Jimmy, is that mozzarella? <laughs> oh, yeah, it is, girl. 20 bucks. That's what I'd be doing. Right. But, I mean, people are getting resourceful. And they keep telling you, you know, it's a Putin price hike. Rah, 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 rah. Like if you were running this administration, if you were working in this administration, you worked in the Trump administration, what would you actually tell Biden? right now the thing you need to tell the principal at this point isn't that the message is the problem it's that the policy is the problem and that's something nobody in this administration is willing to admit yeah and so that's why they keep saying oh that's why biden gets upset and he says oh the messaging is the problem you see these big stories about all the infighting in the white house and how Uh biden has to keep reminding people he's the president of the united (laughs) states not them yeah yeah Um, but they ran him as a trojan horse so that they could get through these radical policies and and look at the results that we get to live in now a crushing southern border right record high gas prices and (laughs) and we got to wait 140 some odd days to get a new congress Uh, in in hopes that we can very quickly start to try to turn things around it's so true they basically the trojan horse comment they got we basically got bernie with dementia that's what we got. We got, we got weekend Bernie at Sanders. Bernie's. Yeah, we got Bernie Sanders' policies uh, with Biden's physical state, which is not a good one. Aaron Perini is in studio. Uh, I should remind you, because uh, your husband is here, Nick, he the is. great Nick Perini, is yeah. in our control room right now. Yeah, he's so running the show. If Nick comes home tonight smelling like stripper perfume, it's not because <laughs> Nick went out. It's because he's next to my producer. <laughs> okay, my, it's good to know. He is my producer is a walking, talking cry for help. <laughs> it's, it's, he actually has Fox pay him in singles, oh, which is well, which is a step up. He's you know, young. He was it, getting paid in cut juice out boxes. The middle, cut out the middleman. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> Mikey should work for Fox Weather because he's always making it rain on the weekends. <laughs> He is. He should have oh, a job. Oh, I thought you were going to say that because you could be a weatherman. You could be wrong every day and nobody will care. How about that? Well, let me ask you this. With inflation, can you still spend singles? I don't know how it I works. Are you going to throw a dollar eighty seven? You're going to start throwing pennies in strippers? <laughs> you got to throw your tack on the extra chain. Right? People are getting wounded. Yeah, it's bad. Can't, can't throw coins at the strip club. That's, that's, that's not going to go <laughs> These well. are bad times. I'll, I'll Venmo you. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Cinnabons. I'm good for it. <laughs> so we're having this talk, right? Uh, we're talking about the country. 2024 is a hot topic. Yeah. I believe. Okay, I don't know what you know, but I just, we'll just discuss what you believe. You know, when Trump, people always say tactfully, you know, if Trump's running, I'm not running. I think that's strategic because if they say they're running against him, they have to start running against him immediately. Mm-hmm. Do you think the field's going to be more crowded than a lot of people are kind of acknowledging in this moment? Do you like? You think there's yes. a world where if Trump runs, a lot of the big name guys stand down? I He's don't. He's not going to clear the field. I think the way that maybe two years ago people were posturing the way he would. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. There's a little bit of time in between. Um, you're seeing a lot of people jockeying for position. Right? You heard like Nikki Haley say, "Oh, I wouldn't run if Trump ran," but yeah, then yeah. she's out there campaigning oh, for the midterms. Course, yeah. <laughs> but we like we can all smell someone who's running early because you, you yeah. just you know when it's happening. So I don't think he's going to clear the field the way he yeah. could have maybe two years ago. Okay, it's going to be interesting. You know. Elon Musk making headlines that he, yeah. would, he would vote for DeSantis. A good Republican voter now, right? I know. Isn't it so funny? What's amazing is the people taking positions Elon Musk is taking, yeah. we were taking five years ago. Yeah. Like, hey, this liberal overreach, you know, radical progressivism is really bad. And mm-hmm. it's not, we're not saying it as conservatives, we're saying it as Americans. It's bad. Right. Okay, look at everything. <laughs> yeah. like, I, some, pick you, anything. You used <laughs> to be able to give him an example. Yeah. You're like, well, look at a thing with this. No, no. no. Look at the whole country. Yeah, all Just of it. 
five feet in any direction. You know the old Reagan question, are you better off now than you were four years ago? Who is saying that? I'm right. Literally, unless you run like a, a, a decent drug cartel out of Mexico, right. you are not better off right now than you were four years ago. Nobody. Right. So it's, it's interesting. So I, I think what's going to ultimately happen is I think everyone's going to run. I think the bigger um, the bigger show is actually going to be on the left because there's no world where Biden's running. Like mm-hmm. they have to say that because they don't want him to be a lame duck president. Right. You know, but there's no world. Do you, do you believe there's any world where he's running to serve as a president who would be closer to 90 than he was 80 by the end of his term? I think purely out of pride. He runs again, and he definitely runs if Trump runs. You think? I, oh, yeah. I think that he's he just want to let him have it, right? I mean, you have to remember, Obama told him, "You don't have to do this, Joe. Don't run." <laughs> like trying to tell him not to, because yeah, uh, yeah. he must have known what the policies were going to look like. He's like, "Oh, oh. gosh, we can't afford this." <laughs> yeah, we're going to send him to the side. I just think there's so much pride there. I mean, he ran so many times. He dropped out because he can't come up with his own original thoughts, so True he plagiarized, that. and so that's why he dropped out in '87, right? Mm-hmm. So you're seeing this. And he kept running, kept running, kept running. Finally got it. There's no way he's not going to run again. Even if it's – I just – I mean, listen, he ran an entire campaign out of his basement. But that's what I was going to say. This is why I don't think he's running, though. Stick with me. Is I – absent another lockdown – He'd have to run like he didn't run last time. Right. As you said, no, he yeah. was home mm-hmm. and they don't actually want him campaigning in unscripted events. So I don't think unless we're in like pandemic 3.0, I actually don't think he could run because how do you trot him out there every day? Like right now, they don't let him talk. You know, his last interview before Jimmy Kimmel, which was not an interview. No, it was like, here's interview. your talking most. His last interview was February 10th. Mm-hmm. Like if you're measuring that in units of time, that's four CNN pluses ago. How many Scaramucci's? That's oh, right? oh, that's that's a good good one that's that's like 14 yeah, right because right. he only got half the cnn plus <laughs> we're talking to aaron perini in studio i don't know i don't think he runs but the bigger problem is uh I, you know obviously kamala is not viable not with even within her own party she never got a single vote in the primary literally nothing and the media was obsessed with her which brings me back to the absolute you know in the movie Kingpin, Roy, Bu- Roy Munson, who's a Woody Harrelson character, he loses his hand, he can't bowl anymore, but he winds up bowling in the Reno Open with a rubber hand. Is there a world where the people's pantsuit Hillary Clinton puts on that rubber hand and tries to fill the void, the vacuum that's going to be there in 2024? I mean, you want to talk about pride and bro- like boastfulness. I mean, there's nobody who's more proud of themselves than Hillary Clinton. I, she could run. I mean— Kamala might actually might try to make a go at it because she's a vice president and now yeah, she feels like she's got something. Yeah. Um, Bernie will run, obviously. Corey. Would you think he'll run? He'd be 82. I just think there's two. You are not a politician in Washington, D.C. if you are not a very hungry individual and very aggressive and uh-huh. willing to like continue to go at it. Wow. I mean, Elizabeth Warren, Cory Booker, Spartacus. Um, <laughs> I mean, you name it. But they, I mean, I bet you Mayor Pete tries to run again. Oh, my. Could you imagine? Nobody wants He's a president. He's doing such an excellent job as transportation. We are having yeah. huge supply Dude, chain issues. You, you can't even run the bus schedule, <laughs> let alone the, any, let alone president. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, I just assumed she was going to go get an endorsement from 23andMe, but I guess that fell through. Uh, well, there's still <laughs> time. There's still time. <laughs> you're saying you're saying she might run. And, and you know, with, with Elizabeth Warren, where there's smoke, she's sending a message. That's she's true. Yeah. yeah, it's not good, Aaron Perini. I don't know. I, I think I, I disagree, and we very rarely disagree. That's true. So I'll try to bring us to a point of consent, can, uh, consensus. <laughs> you're from Rochester. Yes. There's a lot of good barbecue up in Rochester. There is. Um, is there a go-to for the Perinis? If Nick Perini, does Nick Perini ever come to Rochester? Is he too fancy because he's from Wisconsin? He loves Rochester. We were just up there uh-huh. two weeks ago visiting every my family. So oh, okay. uh, he, I, I do force him in a vehicle to go the six and a half hours from DC to 
to Rochester with and, me. And now, does when you go out to Wisconsin, is there dairy coming out of the faucets, or do they have water? We land. It is. It's all dairy, I but know. it's actually just cheese curds. So it's not really a flow. It's just more like droplets of cheese on you all the time. <laughs> but as soon every time we land in Wisconsin, my in-laws pick us up. We go straight to Culver's. Oh yes, I love Culver's. I love Culver's. We found unity. Yeah. <laughs> I love a butter. Uh, you know, the butter, butter burger, burger with the curds. Custard and yes. the, yeah, no, the Culver's. concrete mixers. Oh yeah. We are the world. We are the children. Erin <laughs> Perini. We knew it would happen. We, we found consensus. It. We were diverging and it was paths food. for a minute. With, uh, it always is. It's, a, it's just This us. isn't a radio interview. It's like a self-help I meeting. know. We're going to have to go to a Bills game together, though. I'll show you good tailgate food. Yeah, we'll smash a table. It'll be yeah. great. Oh, Erin Perini. Sold. All right. Done yeah. deal, Nick. Deal me in. I'm taking your ticket. <laughs> we're back after this. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up, man. Heading up to Vermont. Going to be doing the show at WVMT tomorrow. Assuming their engineers get back to our engineers and make sure all the tech stuff's aligned. We're still waiting for that to happen. If you're listening up at VMT, return an email. Uh, But we're fired up. I'm kidding. I'm being silly. Uh, We're going to be at the Spanked Puppy tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, doing the damn thing. We're fired up. Uh, meet all our VMT listeners and uh, Fox News super fans. Of course, tonight, before we get on the road and spend that $6.89 for gas here in New York City, uh, I will be on the Tucker Carlson show. I'll be on Tucker Carlson tonight, tonight. And uh, that's a high honor, man. That's the you know, biggest show in all the cable news. Uh, it's the big leagues uh, for a guy you know who spent a lot of his adult life driving a cab and doing stand-up comedy in opium dens on the Lower East Side. Uh, I like to remind you guys of the improbable journey I have been on. One, because you've powered it. But two, because you're capable of doing the same damn thing. Like if I could be here hosting a nationally syndicated talk show, you can train an ape to host a nationally syndicated talk show. I mean, we've trained them to run the engineering booth, so I'm sure, you know, hosting isn't a step above. Uh, But the truth is, you know, there's so much negative talk right now in our politics. And I think what you're seeing, I think what's driving the sea change right now in terms of the blowback against, like, the woke left and, you know, we're really not canceling people anymore. We're just telling that that group to shut up. You know, we're pushing back on things like drag night for children. Like the idea that the left is organizing drag nights for kindergarten kids. Like, yo, that's criminal. You know, I mean, hey, come on, the kindergarten kids. We're going to a drag strip club. That's not right. But the fact that we need to point out that it's not right. It means a lot of people, you know, we say we get insulated in this country. You get in our bubbles. We don't listen to the other side. I just I don't even you don't even need to hear from the other side to know you shouldn't be taking a kindergarten kid to a drag show. But this is something being pushed on us. You know, sex ed for kindergarten kids. Come on, man. This is bananas. And the fact that this is what it's come to has finally emboldened people to start pushing back against this woke left grievance movement, because what they like to do is they like to take it 12 steps too far and then tell you you're the transphobe because you don't agree with the policy. 
you know, drag queens dancing for kindergarten kids does not mean I'm anti-drag or anti-dancer. Believe me, I've seen all kinds of adult dancers in my day. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. Okay, but the point is they establish these absurd positions and then try to make you the bad guy. And I think a lot of reasonable people see through it. So one of the reasons I push these meet and greets, I mean, every one of these comedy shows is selling out. It's great. It's amazing. It's uh, the highest honor. Again, it really, you know, I, I try to tell you guys when I meet you, I try to tell you every day on the radio, like you've made my life is so crazy right now. When you think of all the crazy things I'm doing and all the high profile things and get recognized everywhere I go in society, like this wasn't my life a year ago. This is something we've built together. You know, but the one thing I keep reminding you guys of is that you're you're surrounded by a lot of people in society that think the way you do. They don't get as much publicity, you know, because everything in our press is negative. Everything in our politics is negative. But the vast majority of the people are like reasonable, cool people. Everyone who comes to our shows, everyone who comes to our events is cool. The only person who's not cool is our producer. Correct the mundo. I'm kidding. Mikey's a good guy. He's a bit of a hot mess if you get him to an open bar, but we'll work it out. But the point is people, they like the country. And we're turning a corner where we're so sick of rooting against it and being told we're bad people if we like it that our side finally is taking back the positive direction we need to go in. And that's the model from here on in. We're not going to sit here and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.